It's four o'clock on a Monday, and you know what that means, don't you? It's time for another exciting episode of Taxi TV Live. Woohoo! And I better bring my audio up. System preferences, sound, input. There we go. Lots of level there. Yeah, it's still four o'clock on a Monday, and it's time for another exciting episode of Taxi TV. Thank you, fake band. Thank you, fake audience. Let's get rid of that window and say hello. Uh, All right. Today's show, we are going to do You're in the A&R Hot Seat based on the fact that everybody loved last week's show. I got so much great feedback, how helpful that was, listening to other people's stuff. So uh, judging other people's material made people feel like they got a better handle on what they needed to do with their own. So today we are going to do instrumental cues and they are from taxi listing number S200907BL. It was for modern stomp clap blues rock instrumentals and I'll read you the listing and tell you more about that in a moment. Um, first, I want to say, wow, packed room today. Let's see who we've got in the chat room. Holy smokes. Martin Gravel, Martin Frog. Apparently, your name has to be Martin or you can't be in the chat room today. Giovanni Lanza, uh, uh, Ken Mesford, Paul Gerard. Welcome back. Uh, Ian Shortall, Ken Mesford, Jesse J. Peck, Akira Canyon. Uh, um, Sean Speak. Hello, Sean. What's good, everybody? The show should be good. Oh, I feel a sneeze coming on. Stop. (laughs) Uh, Jeffrey Mason. Hello, Alan Hall. Marion Laird. Ewart Williams. Debbie Ward. Uh, yeah, Dave Bennett, Carrie Harchin, Alan Hill, Ulysses Carter, Riney Bear, Alex Dillon, Dan Weber, Andre Stepanian, Scott Hansen. <laughs> Scott, where did I read? You had a placement. Uh, I read, oh man, I gotta blow my nose. Sorry, this is really unprofessional, but what the hell? Oh, there we go. Um, Let's see. Uh, I heard you had a placement, Scott. Tell me about that later. Um, Alan McCool, John Pearson, John Hope, Aaron Northern. Woo, it just jumped ahead. Darren Moss, Sherry Marcus Milano, L. Harrison, Joey G. Thompson, Keith Sumner, Howling Wolf, uh, Glenn Johnson, Peter Rahill, Catrice, Lamar Franklin, Colin O'Donnell. Donahue, uh, Donahoe, sorry, uh, Crash Gates, Casey Hayward, Terrell Beckless, Dean Turner, Stephen Patty, David Clary, uh, Lucian Lewis. Okay, uh, welcome to the show, everybody. Um, so I spent Hello Deckers from Canada. Mark Real, hello, good to see you. Um, I spent the weekend at the office uh, working diligently on the road rally and uh, 
I have it 99.9% locked down. Um, where did that sheet go? Okay, I want to let you guys know. Uh, first of all, yes, if everybody could please click that like button, we'd appreciate it. Um, so the Road Rally prequels, which are going to be open to everybody, not just taxi members, those are going to start on Monday, November 2nd. Um, I will publish this. Uh, I'll send it out in an email soon and put it up on the site, but I'm still just adding a couple little fine-tuning things. But I want to give you guys a little advanced heads up because you're my teacher's pets, I guess. Um, the first prequel is going to be Monday, November 2nd at 10 a.m. Los Angeles time. I'm starting these in the morning so that our friends in, in Europe and Asia can watch them more easily. Um, 10 music marketing ideas for any musicians with Tony Van Veen, who's the CEO of Disc Makers and a great marketer and a, a really good friend. And he always has great tips. Prequel number two, which will be a two hour prequel um, from noon to 2 p.m. Pacific time is a production masterclass with Carl Richardson. And he is the co-producer of virtually all the big Bee Gees hits. He's worked with Eric Clapton, Barbara Streisand, Andy Gibb, Dr. John, Frankie Valli, Samantha Sang, Dionne Warwick, Dolly Parton, Kenny Rogers, Olivia Newton-John, Diana Ross, Firefall, Mama's Pride, Ohio player, Players. He's also the Broadway sound designer for Jekyll and Hyde, the Scarlet Pimpernel. I mean, it, literally his credits just go on and on and on. Um, Carl was one of my teachers and mentors at Criteria Studios back in the 70s, and we've stayed in touch all these years i saw him almost exactly a year ago at the criteria reunion and he said sure man i'll do something with you unfortunately the day that i needed him to do this for the actual road rally he was going to be out of town and wasn't sure how his bandwidth would be so we're doing him as a uh, as a prequel and that way i can give him two hours because he actually said to me do we have to talk about the bgs everybody wants to talk about the bgs that's all i've been talking about for 35 years is the bgs i said well yeah you know <laughs> gee there's a reason for that uh, so we are going to talk about some bg stuff we'll talk about some clapton stuff and some other stuff and he just wants to he's Carl is one of, literally, uh, like a genius and one of the smartest people I've ever met in my life. Um, and he just wants to freestyle it and, and talk about anything. He's very philosophical, but yeah, of course, we'll talk about gear, we'll talk about production, we'll talk about engineering, we'll talk about working, uh, what it's like working with really big artists, uh, some of the novel and uh, inventive things they came up with on those Bee Gees records, so that'll be great. Um, then Tuesday, November 3rd, we're going to do prequel number three, which is Mastering for Indie Musicians with Ronan Chris Murphy, who is a world-class expert on mastering. And you guys are always asking about, should I master, should I not master? What level should my stuff be at? What is mastering? So you're going to get all that and more. Um, prequel number four, I don't have locked in yet. Uh, I know he'll do it. I just don't know if, if he's amenable to the time. I'm pretty sure he will be. Uh, and that is going to be from noon to two o'clock on Tuesday, November 3rd. Michael Lloyd, legendary record producer that's got, uh, geez, I don't know, countless, uh, like, I, I don't even know, but I would guess close to 100 gold and platinum records for 
um, tons of work that he's done, and he always does a thing up in the theater uh, during the road rally, the physical road rally every year, um, where he does kind of a, a feedback class like this. So I'm giving him his own. He's also going to be on a panel at the road rally, but I'm giving him his own uh, feedback class. So I will be running a listing where you guys can submit music to be um, randomly picked on that thing and get feedback from somebody that's produced megastars, many of them. Then Wednesday, November 4th, uh, prequel number five, which is Don't Get Screwed with music attorney Erin Jacobson. I know she's a big fan favorite with you guys. Um, don't Get Screwed, that means legally. Um, prequel number six will be at noon to one o'clock uh, on Wednesday, November 4th, and that is Jason Bloom doing Taking Your Songs from Good to Great excited about that and there's one more prequel that i'm going to add which is with stephen memel um what is it oh uh rejecting rejection um memel and i after he was my guest on uh, taxi tv i don't know like a month ago um after the show i went out in the backyard just strolling around looking for squirrels gophers and crows and uh, i was on the phone with memel and i said hey, uh, how are you with rejection? He goes, I'm a world-class expert. <laughs> uh, so he is going to do a, a really cool thing on rejecting rejection. Um, road rally. Uh, where did the road rally go? Whoa, it's missing in action. Here we go. Okay, so day number one, this will be for taxi members only. If you're watching this and you're not a taxi member, you should consider going to taxi.com, our website, and joining taxi because the road rally is free for every taxi member, plus you get to bring a guest. It's virtual, and we will be sending out private links so that you and your guest can watch. Uh, let's see, day number one, which is Friday, November 6th, we're going to do a keynote interview with the best-selling author of The War of Art, Stephen Pressfield. I am personally super excited about that. I think I've read all of his uh, books on the subject of, of, you know, being a professional and dealing with, uh, you know, uh, how to become a better creator and not let things get in the way of you doing the work. So um, that's one of the titles of one of his books is Do the Work. And I know many of you have read his books. So he will be my special guest, followed by, if I can do this, anybody can with taxi member Matt Vanderbo. He's the guy that uh, developed a really nice income uh, doing instrumental cues out of his tool shed in the backyard and was able to walk away from his day job once he started making more money from doing instrumentals for film and TV. He also does some songs. Um, then we're going to do How to Create Instrumental Cues with Steve Barden, and that's from 1230 to 130. Uh, 1.45 to 3 o'clock is Instrumental Music Pitch and Feedback Panel with Chuck Henry, Elise Schiller, and Trevor Llewellyn. Followed by, ooh, this is the one thing I haven't locked down yet. So this could change. Uh, and that's from 3.30 to 4.30. How music supervisors choose and use music for independent films with Bernie Stern. He is actually, he's somebody who's become a good friend over the last six, seven, eight months, something like that. Um, and he's an indie film producer and uh, sometimes actually acts as his own music supervisor and has music supervised 
for a couple of other people, but he's incredibly articulate. <laughs> I'm not, but he is. Uh, we had him come over to the office one day to talk to us about uh, how can we better train the screeners for independent film stuff and how can we bring in more uh, requests for your music from independent filmmakers. And he was just so good at that that I said at the time, would you do a panel with me at the rally? And he said, yeah. Um, he's currently on a film and I just have to make sure that we can get him in on the schedule at that time. Uh, 4.45 to 6 o'clock p.m. on day number one, Friday, November 6th, is TV and film song pitch and feedback panel with Bob Mayer, Matt DeLuca, and Pedro Costa, followed by the Road Rally Showcase from 6 to 7 p.m. And by the way, there are listings that will allow you to submit your music uh, for possible inclusion in all these things. Moving on to day number two, which is Saturday, November 7th. We have an instrumental music pitch and feedback panel with music supervisors who supervise, you know, there are all kinds of music supervisors. These two guys specialize in doing instrumental stuff. I'm trying to round up a third panelist, um, but I'd be frankly happy with just the two of them because um, they're both really good at this. Instrumental music pitch and feedback panel with uh, supervisors Jonathan Weiss and Joe Brandt. Um, 10.30 to 11.30, using rises, drops, bramps, and found sounds in trailers, instrumentals, and cues with Randon Purcell. Uh, 12.15 to 1.30, TV and film song pitch and feedback panel with music supervisors Mason Cooper, Jacob Nathan, and Frank Palazzolo. Frank is great out right now. He may or may not be able to make it depending on schedule. So I've got a backup person in case he can't. Followed by noon to one o'clock is What Genre Is Your Song with Robin Frederick. You know that'll be good. Uh, 1.45 to 2.45 is Writing Competitive Country Songs with Marty Dodson. Um, 3.15 to 4.45 is Demystifying Online Royalties in publishing with Michael Ames and Bobby Borg. Do not miss that one. Uh, it's going to be really good. They're actually writing a book on this subject right now. I, frankly, I'm still mystified by who gets paid for what, when, where, what circumstance. It, it's confusing as hell. Um, let's see. Uh, five o'clock to six o'clock, breaking into songwriting camps with Hookman friend of mine that uh, started out as a taxi member, uh, moved to LA from St. Louis and has done a superlative job of networking himself in songwriting camps and has access to a lot of really big artists. So he'll be quite expert on that subject. Uh, day number three, Sunday, November 8th, is organizing your tracks. This is at 9 a.m. to 10 a.m. Organizing your tracks, songs, alt mixes, and stems with Keith LeBrant. Uh, 10.15 to 11.15 is professionals don't make these mistakes and neither should you with Beth Wernick, Angela McCool, and Bob Mayer. Um, 12 o'clock to 1.15 is, this is going to be really good, uh, how music makes it into TV and film, the process from A to Z with music supervisor Mason Cooper. I've had him on stuff at the last three road rallies, I think. He might be the most informative and articulate music supervisor I've met in all the years I've been in the industry. This guy knows everything from soup to nuts. Some music supervisors are just like music pickers or music recommenders to their executive producers or directors. 
Mason has literally done every aspect of it, can talk about clearances, can talk about tagging, um, can talk about music, obviously, um, can talk about the difference between getting stuff in a film, getting it in a TV show, um, all that stuff. So this will be good. We're going to cover the whole process, like literally from the minute he gets contacted, uh, hey, we'd like you to music supervise this documentary, let's say, or this TV show or this feature film, whatever. Um, what happens every step of the way? It's going to be really insightful. Um, 1.30 to 2.45, reality check. Are you ready for the major leagues, which is going to be an open Q&A with Rob Shirelli and Ron Harris. You know them from many road rallies. They're a couple of characters, but just just absolutely loaded with great information. Uh, 3 o'clock to 4 p.m. on Sunday, day three, is how big ad agencies choose music. Um, I'm not going to name the person yet, but I can tell you he's the head of music for what I think is the largest ad agency in the world. Um, and he's graciously uh, agreed to do an hour with us on that. I'm very excited about it. Um, 4.15 to 5.45 is the last panel of the weekend, which is the happy ending pitch and feedback panel with Rob Shirelli, Michael Lloyd, and Pedro Costa. Um, and that night as well at 6 o'clock to 7 o'clock will be the rally showcase sponsored by Music Pro Insurance. That'll happen every night after the panels are done. So there you go. Um, gosh, there's so much more I want to do. Uh, I, I spent like eight hours Saturday working on this, about nine hours yesterday, similar amounts of time the previous weekend. Um, just, you know, I thought it was, frankly, I really truly thought it was going to be easy getting panelists this year. And the bigger part of me really wanted to get panelists that I've worked with before because we're going to be working in this virtual realm, you know, with people on camera from home. Um, I was a little concerned about putting too many people on panels that I didn't know. I really wanted to pick people who are givers, who are articulate givers, um, who have some personality and, you know, could possibly make up for the fact that we're not going to be doing this live in the ballroom. I don't know how the energy in the room will be, but I know the audience will go crazy. <laughs> um, anyway, uh, so as I was reaching out to a lot of people that I have, like I've got a, a running list of panelists who just do a great job and people that I thought would say, sure, man, absolutely count me in. And I thought they'd be super available because everybody here in L.A. anyway is still pretty much locked down. Um, apparently productions have started opening back up recently and therefore a lot of these people are busy couple of the music supervisors I spoke with said, man, I'll do it, but can I do it? You know, they're throwing dates at me like a week after the rally. Can I do it that date? No, <laughs> you've got to actually do it during the road rally. Um, so I was uh, a little taken aback how busy people have gotten all of a sudden. One of my friends who's a music library owner told me that they're just going balls to the wall right now, that just like business is booming. Uh, as opposed to, you know, a month or two ago, libraries were like, to some extent, twiddling their thumbs. So things are opening back up. That's great for everybody. So all that said, we are now going to move forward with today's mission, which is listening to instrumental cues um, for this listing.
lots of modern stomp, clap, blues, rock instrumentals trying to say that five times quickly and or instrumental cues are needed by a new music library started by a successful editor for major TV shows that loves the music they've been getting from taxi members. This was one of the people that <clears throat> when I reached out to him, you know, I mean, frankly, I feel like the guy owes us a favor. We've been sending him great music from you guys and he's building a great catalog. He's always busy editing like three or four or five shows at a time and uh, puts a lot of music in there and he's built his own catalog, which I'm sure a lot of music from that catalog will make it into the shows that he's editing because apparently he's a good enough editor that the people he works with say, sure, man, your catalog's fine. Um, and, and he was willing to do it, but he's going to be on a deadline um, that's just going to have him absolutely slammed. And he said, um, can I let you know uh, right before the rally? And I said, no, I, I've got to have it firmed up so I can publish the schedule. So sorry to say we won't have him, but I'll get him on another episode of Taxi TV. So the listing goes on to say, because this is a new company, they're essentially building their full stash of mid-up tempo instrumentals and or cues in a general wheelhouse of these references, which is Holland for You by the Black Keys, River by Bishop Briggs, The Well by Marcus King. Although the references have vocals, please submit instrumental and or cues only for this pitch. No vocals. Um, Send them contemporary-sounding instrumentals and or cues infused with lots of bluesy rock flavor. Be sure your submissions use standard rock band instrumentation. If you're planning on using virtual instruments or samples, we'd suggest adding some real organic instruments like drums, guitars, etc. to the mix to add that authenticity factor that's needed for these kinds of instrumentals. Um, killer melodies, great guitar riffs, and a solid rhythm section are all elements that will make your instrumentals appealing to this music library. You'd be wise to avoid guitar solos, especially in the higher registers. And we all know that's because they can like step all over vocal or dialogue, um, as they tend to be distracting and overpowering when placed under dialogue. Wow, it actually says that in the listing. I should read the listing. Taxi tip. Pay close attention to the drum parts and rhythm sections in the reference tracks. We think that capturing the authentic stomp-clap feeling they have in common could really help you stand out for this pitch. All submissions should be about two to four minutes long for instrumentals and roughly 90 seconds to two minutes for cues, give or take. Non-faded button stinger endings will work best. Do not copy the references, blah, blah, blah. The rest is all boilerplate and deal-related stuff. Has nothing to do with the music we're going to listen to. So... Oops. Um, all right, so here's how it works. I'm going to say this now. I will repeat myself. Don't cast your vote until the music has stopped because you could influence voters, other voters. That would be like for the upcoming election, standing out in front of the polling station saying, I just voted for Biden or I just voted for Trump. You should too. So don't do that. Uh, wait until the music has stopped and then you cast your vote by typing in a plus one. If it's a forward in your mind, if you think it fits the request in the listing and you think it's over the quality bar, um, would you put it in your music library? If that's the case for this particular request, then type plus one. If you think it's not quite right or not quite good enough and you wouldn't include it in your library or what we should send, which we already sent to the music library uh, itself, then type in a minus one. So plus one for a forward, minus one for a return, 
and don't cast your vote till the music has stopped. And now I'm going to don my headphones and my earbuds, I should say. I'm so old school. Um, okay. And the first one we're going to listen to is called Sideburns. Let me know if the level's good. time to cast your votes plus one if that was a forward minus one if you think that was a return wow look at all those votes rolling in I just got really hungry Must have some popcorn. <laughs> Funny you should say that. Mm. 
Look at this big ass bag of popcorn that my wife got. Is not ironic that it says skinny pop because there's no way you could be skinny if you ate that. And here's the thing. I'm not a big popcorn lover. My wife, who's pretty petite, she's 5'2", I won't give her away, but she's pretty tiny, um, is eating this all by herself. <laughs> anyway. Yep, that is definitely Costco popcorn. All right. Nice show and tell. <laughs> you know, Darren, um, having grown up in the state of Illinois where we were famous for two things. Whoops, hang on. I got to do some actual work here. 35 forwards, eight returns. Those of you who said you would forward it are correct. You are A&R people. Um. At first I thought, yeah, the lead guitar is a problem, but there wasn't a whole lot of movement in it. And there was enough in the track and other places that, I mean, as you guys know, many of you know this already, it's extremely rare, like one-tenth of one percent of the time, do they ever use an entire cue or instrumental. And there was plenty of room to cut around that if they didn't use it or, or use, whoops, use sections that, um, Hang on, let me get rid of something. Hmm. Anyway, um, so I didn't feel it was all that problematic and I thought that the track was so darn good that uh, it, they wouldn't be thrown for a loop by that. So anyway, I personally loved that one, thought it was good and glad that most of you thought that that was a forward. Um, all right, the next one is called Jumpin' Jacks, or Jumping Jacks, if I articulate. Let's have a listen.
you know the drill. Let's cast your votes right now. Plus one if you would forward that, and minus one if you would return it. Whoa. What are these? They are... This is like Adderall in candy form. Chocolate-covered um, coffee beans from Trader Joe's. <laughs> they do get you very wired. Hopefully you guys can't hear me chewing. I didn't bring enough for everybody. I'm a bad teacher. <laughs> Here, I'll shove one through the mic. Oh, crap. I just got chocolate on my windscreen. Yeah, I had a rock star earlier combined with those. I got to tell you, I'm a little wired and I'm still eating them. The bag was noisy in your phones. That's because I held it right up to it. I was trying to do that. <laughs> Ooh, Ken Mesford got a new guitar. Chocolate covered Adderall. Yeah. Okay, that one got 15 forwards and 25 returns. So those of you who voted to return that one are A&R geniuses. Congratulations. Let's see what the screener had to say. Um, under the heading, What I Like Most About the Song, the screener wrote, The Grit and the Vibe. Uh, under the heading, I think you could improve this song by the screener wrote, if you add a double rhythm using huge stomps and claps, it could be very cool. Also, check out the mix at low volume as it helps you hear things if they're too loud or too soft. The low end um, clouded up between the kick, was too clouded up between the kick and the bass. Remember, we talked about that like a week ago where the balances could be better placed. Uh, try putting the kick and bass in the center. Um, I think it might have been like doubled and split on the bass track. I remember I listened to this one actually. I listened to the first one and the last one before I started the show just to check out my audio levels. And um, I, I thought that the bass just sounded like like everywhere. So yeah, maybe it was panned both sides. Um, I, for, I returned to forwarded the song because the mix needs improvements as mentioned. All right. Moving on, this one is called Swampy Tom. Mm -hmm. 
That was me, sorry. your votes um, plus one if you would forward minus one if you would not I am really curious to see what you guys are going to say about this one yeah I'm trying not to eat the beans I'm trying to only get the chocolate off of the beans because I'm really wired it's all right I've got about four hours worth of road rally work I can do tonight or should need to do tonight so wired is good Apologies to that Q's creator for uh, <clears throat> accidentally touching another song and messing that up. Like that handle, the world of Mick. All right, seventeen forwards and thirty returns. Those who would have returned that one would be correct. <laughs> Good job. And I've got to say. When that one first started to play, I thought, wow, this is really good. Um, let, well, let's hear what the screener had to say. Uh, but I, I want to quote Cass McKenty. <laughs> I'm apparently wired on candy. Um, he said, great idea that needs better performance. I, I think that's a, a good general summary. Um, the screener said what I liked most was the nice groove and the vibe. I think you could improve it by consider developing the bass and muted guitar or another riff on top of the one you have. For this submission, a gritty raw vibe would be something to think about. It wasn't all that gritty. Um, 
track could have a better development in the riffs and the overall stomp clap blues rock grit yeah it did lack grit um um, I saw Peter Rahill mention something I heard very quickly, which was the snare drum was panned to the right with a, a pretty short delay to the left, but it, it was a little distracting, didn't need to be there. And this was very close. This is one that a, a little surgery could make it good. I actually liked the riff, um, but it just didn't have the, the grit and, and the balls. It was just a little bit on the polite side. And I felt like the developmental arc, like it didn't keep building and adding more stuff as it moved along until it got to the end with the little vocalization thing. And putting those at the end is kind of dangerous because a lot of times editors will use the end of the track so they can pick up the stinger ending. Um, and in this case, you, you've got that. So it just makes the editor's job a little harder. He would have to just cut on the beat of the sting and go back to a previous part of the A section to find the part without the vocals. Um, I would have put the vocals somewhere in the middle, but my own personal taste. Um, so there you go. <laughs> yeah, McKenty, I got it, I got it. <laughs> I'm on drugs. Drugs, I tell you. Oh, look, they're all multicolored. And they're different flavored, too. Gotta say, they're really, really, really good. Um, okay. Let me find another. This one is called Dirty Stomp Romp. It's funny, on the sheet it says Dirty Stomp Rock. On the thing it says Dirty Stomp Rock. Well, whatever it is, it's dirty, man. Really dirty. <laughs>
All right. Cast your votes, my friends. Plus one if you would forward that, and minus one if you would not. And Peter Rahill says, great for a Harley ad. I completely agree. Great for beer. Great for a lot of stuff. Wow, you guys are voting quickly. Very quickly. Looks like the voting is a mixed bag. Can't wait to see the totals. You're right, Bonzo. Perfect music for eating a messy hamburger. <laughs> and you're right, Robert, else that won't be the last bean. <laughs> All right. This one was almost even, Stephen. Close. Um, 28 forwards, 21 returns. And this one was actually a forward. Uh, and I, too, thought stomps and claps. Listing clearly says stomps and claps. But it had such a nice overall something i think it was a case of the screener going this is you know what it's very usable the fact that people are suggesting commercials it could be in um and i think the screener thought you know what the library is not going to hate us meaning taxi if we forward this one even though it doesn't have stomps and claps because any library would be crazy not to include this because it's very pitchable and here's the funny part i actually spoke to the music library owner over the weekend. And he said, by the way, just got a really good batch of some forwards from you guys. And I love that one, uh, the dirty stomp thing. <laughs> so go figure, it's not an exact science. Um, and thank you to Jeff Beck, no kidding. Catrice official says it made me wanna stomp and clap. <laughs> All right. Um, oh, let's see um, what the screener said. What I like, great feel, love the riffs. Yeah, the, that was all about feeling the riffs. Think you could improve it by nice track, exclamation point. This track has a great feel and vibe. Dirty Stomp Romp is a good fit for the listing request. Well, I beg to differ with the screener because it was missing the stomps and claps. Actually, you know what? Let's go back for one second. How are we doing on time? Not that good. 
No, we're not going to go back. Um, okay, next one. This one's called Funky Sneakers. Cast your votes, please. My, uh, plus one for a forward, minus one for a return. Time for a drink of vitamin water. Scott Hansen showing his age. This could use a Captain Beef heart rant. <laughs> uh, you've got to be over 60, my friend. And as the Quarantini Happy Hour gang often does, we're talking about what pairs nice with a bourbon. Wow. Limited edition dark rum, 95 proof. Have some more caffeine. You didn't like that flavor of vitamin water? I, it, it's an acquired taste, I'll give you that. Um, I'm a huge <clears throat> vitamin water drinker. I probably go through about two bottles a day of that stuff. Uh, Sometimes they actually have it on sale for 88 cents a bottle at Ralph's, our big grocery store chain here. 
<clears throat> in Southern California. The flavor is ice, cool blueberry lavender. Now, normally I wouldn't drink something with lavender in it because I'm much too manly for that. But um, like I said, it, it's uh, no sugar in this one. Sugar-free, baby. Um, it took a minute, I got to say, but I like it. Wow, where do you live, Catrice, that it's two bottles for $4? I'd quit drinking it. Um, okay, so that one got nine forwards and 30 returns. <clears throat> so most of you... <coughs> now I've got a little piece of um, coffee bean stuck in my throat. <clears> throat. Yeah, lavender does remind me of soap as well. Um, Honolulu, well, there you go. Yeah, you know, I go to the Hawaii Songwriting Festival every year, and the first thing I do when I get there is go to the grocery store and buy a bunch of food because I hate paying hotel prices for meals, you know. The $13 cheeseburger, not a fan of that. Um, anyway, uh, and I've noticed vitamin waters are very expensive in Hawaii. Um, Okay, the screener said what I like most about this song. It was a return, so you guys who uh, agreed with the screener get an A. What I like most, the groove and the vibe. Um, could improve the song by try, uh, try adding a strong riff to help glue the track together. The mix could use more clarity and balance. I think we all are aware of that. I might suggest listening at low volume. Oh, you know what? Am I on the right one? I think I am. Which one did I just play? Did I just play Funky Sneakers? Yeah. Okay. So I am on the right one. Um, when you do thing, when you do that, things become very clear. What needs attending to? A solid ending would be a good thing. Yeah. All that stuff could use improvements in the production of the mix. Um, it tried to be too many things. It just tried to be too many things. It, it didn't feel purposeful. It didn't feel like it had any sort of arc. It didn't feel like it was done with intent. It just felt like somebody, I mean, it, it's not terrible by any stretch. Don't get me wrong. If the person who did that is watching, not saying it's a terrible piece of work, it, it, it just didn't feel like it was going anywhere. <laughs> All right, so there you go. Uh, I'm, I'm reading what you guys are writing. Sorry. All right. Um, this one is called Midnight Grind.
Cast your votes. Plus one if you would forward, minus one if you would not. By the way, uh, I've seen some new names in the chat room today, and I'm not sure that everybody really understands. Um, I just saw the world of mix said uh, under arranged. These are instrumental cues, which is a whole different thing than doing instrumental versions of songs. Just so you know, they are generally just an A section. Sometimes there's a B section thrown in, but these are generally used in like reality TV shows, things like that and the editors like them to um, basically be about 90 seconds to a couple minutes long. They like them to develop as they go along, adding more instrumentation, adding more, then dropping it down, then building it back up, and then uh, a stinger ending. Scott Hansen was a C-section, happy to hear that. Glad everything came out okay. Well. <laughs> Oh, man. You know I'm kidding, right, Scott? I love you, dude. <laughs> By the way, uh, remember, we are doing something for the road rally. I don't want to miss the totals when they get posted. Um, of course, now I can't find it. On day number one of the Road Rally, how to create instrumental cues with Steve Barden. We're going to tell you everything you need to know. People don't understand what an instrumental cue is unless you've been a member of Taxi for a while or you've been pitching your stuff to sync for a while. Um, 17 forward and 43 returns. And you guys, I think you're right, and I think the screener was wrong on this one. Uh, it, I, I like the lick. I like the groove. Um, as the screener said, uh, the screener forward it said, the, I liked the nasty interface feel. Um, screener felt that the tempo could be a bit faster. Some lower uh, crate stomps would also be cool. Track might be a slow side, but the vibe and the grit is on target. I, I would agree with those two things, but I just thought that the mix could have been so much better. The whole time I'm sitting there listening to it going, man, send me a, you know, a logic session and, and let me remix this thing because it just felt like um, uh, a young screener. We really don't have a lot of young screeners, frankly. I would say the vast majority of people doing the instrumental stuff are... 42 to 50-ish. Um, 
Nope, not a tweener screener. <laughs> anyway, um, yeah, I, I mean, again, it didn't suck by any stretch of the imagination, but with a little TLC and a 20% overall improvement, it could have been killer. It could have been a little faster. It could have been, the mix could have been better. The kick drum was just lacking in that thing. Um, anyway, all right. This one is called Space and Sound. didn't do my job all right cast your votes uh when did the <laughs> queens of stone age start submitting to taxi well they don't submit to taxi but here's a little known fact that troy llewellyn uh one of the guitar players in queens of the stone age was a taxi screener for a little while back in I don't know, probably somewhere in the 1998 to 2000-ish window. I saw somebody say too repetitive. Remember, these things are supposed to be repetitive, but with the dynamic subtly changing and building throughout. That's the difference between a cue and a song. Troy has a signature guitar you can buy. Troy's um, fiance, maybe now wife, um, was my assistant. She worked at Taxi for, uh, I'd say, probably four years. Serena. It's funny, she always dressed up for work. She would wear like Jessica Rabbit outfits to work. She was very, always dressed very classily. 
and she had a voice, um, and I mean this in the kindest way, but she had like a, a porn star voice. Like, you've reached Michael Lasko's voicemail. <laughs> As a matter of fact, I think I still have her, her voice on my voicemail. I've saved it all these years because she's so sexy sounding. 37, so it was 37 forwards and four returns. Those of you who forwarded it were correct. That was, in fact, a forward. And the screener said, I'm out of my chair cheering. Another great track. Uh, thank you for the strong ending. Spot on target. There you go. Kathleen Turner voice. Exactly. I actually have told Serena that, that she did sound like Kathleen Turner. Perfect. Um, my boss in New York, Howie Schwartz's best friend, was married to Kathleen Turner. So I've actually met her and her voice was incredibly sexy. Um, Robert Else doesn't get any better than that. Yeah, I thought that was really good. I like the mix, Mike S says. Um, was she a smoker? No, Serena was not a smoker. And she also, uh, Kathleen Turner may have been, but Serena wasn't. Uh, and Serena actually had an emu for a pet. I remember she loved Pikachu and she had an emu. Uh, <laughs> Marion Laird, okay, so I changed my mind from return to forward. Does that count? Mm, no, I'm glad you're not a judge in a capital murder case. Oh, crap, they killed him already. Damn. Um, Okay, how many more do I have to go here? This one's called Blues Stomp Number Five.
All right, cast your votes. Plus one for a forward, minus one if you would not forward that. John Pearson, cast the first vote. Uh, this listing actually ran a couple of months ago, I think. Um, ended on September 7th. So it was probably up for like three weeks before that. Terrell Beckless says, it gave me thoughts of go-go dancers. Yeah, I'm sure that was the same criteria the screeners were using that day. <laughs> and when you say go-go, are you talking mini skirts and white knee-high boots? Or are you talking go-go as in there's a pole that goes from the floor to the ceiling? Yeah, which kind of go-go do you mean? Speaking of go-go dancers, Goldie Hawn in Laugh-In. The other night, Deb and I were watching TV, we were changing channels, and they had one of those like retrospective, you know, from Time Warner, whatever it was, um, you know, get all the old episodes of Laugh-In, and, and basically you get all the good stuff in the infomercial, but Goldie Hawn was just adorable. Three forwards, 49 returns. That was for Blue Stump Number. 349. You guys voted correctly. Laughing. Yeah, Rowan and Martin's laughing in the 60s. Um, you have to Google it, watch some episodes on YouTube or something. Judy Karn. Yeah. Uh, Kurt Russell is a lucky man. Yep. Um, Marion, I got another one right. All right. The screener says. Uh, what I liked about it was the down-home blues feel. Uh, what I thought you could improve, I'm hearing some areas that could use some cleanup, mostly in the lows and low mids, which we all noticed. Also try adjusting the balances so you really have a sense of the band in their uh, respective places. Track could use some mix improvements for clarity and balance. Yeah, and it just, again, not terrible. It just, um, it didn't have any stomps and claps, but apparently, uh, and I think there was, Probably only once. We didn't get a lot of submissions on this one. Liz, can you put the number in the chat? How many submissions? Or maybe you gave it to me in the email. Yeah, we had 114 submissions. Um, 22 of them were forwarded and 92 were returned. Frankly, um, I, I would have thought that we would have had like 300 submissions for this one because it's just... It's a fun one to do. Almost anybody can do it, apparently. Well, you know what I'm saying. It's just, um, it's not like a big orchestral thing that's really hard or takes a lot of time. This would have been a lot of fun, I think. Um, anyway. Okay, where am I? I lost my place there. Um, oh, 
the other thing I noticed, honestly, I think that um, this is probably a case of, of the library owner saying, yeah, find me some modern stomp clap blues rock instrumentals. And we just repeated what the company person said. But, you know, what's modern? Uh, I mean, most of the blues rock stuff, you know, um, it's all kind of a throwback. Um so I don't know what would make something modern. Um, 114 in this room. Yay. There you go. <laughs> Sign up at the free clinic. Stomp the clap. There you go. All right. Um, where's my pen? Now we're going to listen to Is It You or Is It Me? And remember, always be nice with your comments. You can be constructive, but don't be snarky. We're not uh, a snarky crowd around here, and nobody benefits from, uh, from snarkiness. This one's called, Is It You or Is It Me?
Cast your votes, please. Plus one if you would forward, minus one if you would not. Suddenly wanted to join the military? Forty one forwards and ten returns. It got returned, and frankly, I'm going to do something that I've probably only done like five times in 28 years. Liz, can you make a note to talk to me tomorrow about this? Copy Tom and me on the email. I want to overturn the screener. I know this went to the library long ago. Uh, or that batch of stuff went to the library long ago, but I also know this library owner, spoke to him over the weekend, and I think I'm just going to have it forwarded and say, Michael overrode the screener. It doesn't really fit all the criteria, but the vibe was good. The usability factor in this was high. I can't think of too many libraries that wouldn't want that in their library. So um, I am going to fire the screener. No, <laughs> not going to fire the screener. Uh, yeah, I think that, uh, and I haven't listened to the references on this either, so I don't know, but I just know that the library owner will go, yeah, that's a cool track. I want it in my library. So there you go. Um, and Jeff Rode asked the question in the, in the chat room before, can a mix stop a forward? It depends. Um, and you mentioned something where they can always redo it. But, you know, in the film and TV world, uh, especially when we're working directly with a music supervisor, they don't want to hear something go, yeah, I like it. But if the mix were better, because then we reach out to the member and say, can you remix it? Well, what didn't they like about the mix? Uh, and then they try remixing it. How's this mix? Is it better? Well, not right. They don't have the time to, to play that back and forth game. And they probably also have 10 other tracks that would be usable in that slot. So in that case, no. Um, sometimes uh, the mix is so off that even a great track is crippled by it. There are other times that the mix isn't that bad and doesn't really like cripple something's chances. So we may forward it because so many of the other elements are working. 
uh, it's a judgment call. And I've got to stand up for the screeners in this case and say, easily 98%, if not 99% of the time, when people um, disagree, when members disagree with the screener, we actually have a person who is our head screener that double checks, you know, like goes in and researches. Every one of those cases will go back, reread the listing, listen to the submission, see if the screener got it right. And 98, 99% of the time, the screener does get it right. <clears throat> and, <clears throat> excuse me, also, a lot of times when I've had people really take us to task, um, I will tell them to go post it in the taxi forum at forums with an S dot taxi dot com and ask people in the peer to peer section what they think. And again, 98, 99% of the time, their fellow members agree with the screener. Okay, let's see. I believe we've got one more. Look at that. <clears throat> We're almost out of time, so that's good. Oh, you guys are going to love the title on this one. Right up your alley. It is called Whiskey and Chrome. <clears throat> By the way, that's an example of a great title. If I were a music supervisor and I'm working on a reality show, let's say I'm working on American Pickers, and I need a piece of music for when they pull into some guy's, you know, front yard, and he lets them in his garage, and he's got a collection of old classic Harleys and Harley parts with knucklehead motors and all that stuff, and they're just in heaven, um, and I'm looking for a, a, a track that would work for that, I would go right to this one based on the fact that it's called Whiskey and Chrome. I would want to hear what that sounds like, so let's have a listen. Whoops. of mix stop voting early
the audience was late. They were out back having a cigarette. <laughs> All right, cast your votes, you guys. Plus one if you would forward, minus one if you would not. NCIS New Orleans. I, you know, I love the regular NCIS. I like, you know, NCIS LA is like a B plus, A minus. NCIS New Orleans just never grabbed me. Don't know why. Apparently it's good enough to stay in on the air. Robert else now I really want some whiskey. <laughs> uh, that was funny. Could hear it in Justified. We got a ton of stuff in Justified, by the way. A ton. That music supervisor used to run listings with us all the friggin' time. I didn't say the screener returned it. World of Mech, pay attention, damn it. <laughs> 47 forwards and one return. You guys got it right. Yay, good job. Um, the World of Mech says, hire us instead. Yeah, the screeners get paid pretty well. Um, I must say, uh, it's a good job to have. Um, it's a lot harder than you think, though. It really, really is. Giving feedback uh, for four... They, they work in four-hour shifts. We don't let them work longer than that because uh, they burn out. But it's easy to pick winners and losers. It's really hard to give great feedback. Anyway, okay, yeah, that one, I think that was the gold standard for today's batch. Um, great title. Um, it lived up to the promise. Um, and you know what? As I was listening to it, I thought, all right, so this is a modern take on an old theme. You know, there was something about it that felt a little um, modern, right? Anyway, uh, okay, so by the way, for, I, I've seen a lot of new people in the chat today, which is great. Welcome to you all. Glad you're here. Um, if you're not subscribed to the channel, hit the red subscribe button. Please give us a like. Um, more importantly, um, if you're not members yet, join Taxi just so you can go to the road route, excuse me, November 6th through the 8th, 8th. Um, Mind-blowing quantity of great information is going to be dispensed on those three days. If you enjoyed today's show, this is just like a little hint of what you're going to get at the Road Rally. And I'm not trying to sell memberships here. I just love seeing people have their lives change because the light goes on. They go, oh, so that's what instrumental cues are. And Steve Barden um, 
actually wrote the book on instrumental cues and is going to teach a great class. He's going to give us probably three or four different types of cues. I'm guessing like orchestral, probably maybe a swampy acoustic thing, maybe a dramedy cue and who knows what else. And we're going to play them on our end and then he's going to comment. Look what I did here. Notice how it was this many bars of that. And then we added these instruments as we went into the next four bars and we built it up, built it up, blah, blah, blah. All that stuff will be explained in the context of those different genres, I'm sure. So um, it's going to be really, really good. And um, the whole road rally is just, it's going to be awesome. Well worth the price of membership. So there you go. Uh, we're going to do quarantine happy hours, which for those of you who are new and don't know, we do kind of an informal hang that is fairly educational, but also just uh, it's a bonding experience. A, a group of us that uh, we were doing it every day, five or four days a week, plus the regular show on Monday. Now we're doing it like three days a week because I'm busy uh, getting ready for the Red Rally. So today's a regular taxi TV Wednesday will be a quarantine happy hour at 4 p.m. right here in this channel. Um, and Friday will be a quarantine happy hour once again. So see you guys on Wednesday. Um, thanks for hanging out. Hope this was fun and educational for you. Great to see everybody. Hope you had a great weekend. And I will see you very soon on Wednesday, 4 o'clock, right here. Remember, give us a like. Hit the subscribe button. Thanks for joining us. Bye-bye.